You are now tuned in to Music, Men, and My Mental with your host, C. Devone, tackling all things career, relationship, and your overall health. Trifecta. Let's get to it. Let's start the show. Thank you for tuning in to Music Men and My Mental. It is C. Devone here, and we are discussing all things career, relationship, and your overall health. So um, before we start, I'm going to do something a little bit different today. Before I introduce my guests, I um, the purpose of this podcast is to really um, tap into... Just, I just want to be your friend, and I want to just check on you, and I want to ask you a question. I just want to ask everyone, listeners, my guests, I will give to you in a second. But how are you doing today? People say that, and they actually sometimes just want to like, okay, I'm good, I'm fine. How are you doing today? The purpose of the podcast is about really checking in to your career. How are you, how you feeling about your job? How are you feeling about your career? How are you feeling about your relationships? Do you feel that you can do more? Do you enjoy being single? Do you enjoy being married? Do you enjoy just being by yourself? How are you feeling? How, are you, how is your health? Do you feel sick? Check in with yourself. See what's wrong. Try to adjust. Give yourself a second. So just take a moment before we start and just, how, how am I doing today? Mm. You know? So uh, take that moment and now let's get into the show. I have a special guest today. Oh my We're goodness. We're all special. No, all you are our, super special. Are special. Um, not because of the history, but. I'll break down the history. No, no, I don't, you know, I can't even wait to break down the history right here. <laughs> break it but down. I'm just going to introduce you first. Okay. okay. So, goodness gracious, Grammy nominated Miss Yaya, singer, songwriter, um, from the Bronx, New York, just was on making the band on, I keep, I, you know, my, my Spanglish is not that good, but it is Gigantes del Mañana. Yes. <laughs> Did yes. I say it right? Yep. Perfect. Oh. It was actually, oh, <laughs> you, it was perfection. <laughs> Thank you. Um, wait, can I say the Spanish word? Perfection? Uh, still perfect. All right. I said it wrong. Perfecto. Anyway, perfecto. perfecto, right? Perfecto, okay. yeah. See, I so, have to think about it like, what? <laughs> What's the word? So, man, you've had a long career in music. Yeah, it's been Grammy nominated Grammy on nominated. making the band. And if you don't know, she was on the season of making the band where Danity Kane came to life. Mm-hmm. Wow. On yeah. the treadmill. I remember that. On the treadmill. <laughs> he was like, get on the treadmill, run 10 miles before you go to the studio. Yep. And I was like, I ain't never run a mile in my life. And you, I was, I was watching like, girl, you can do it. You were like, I ain't never done this before. This is I not was, my thing. It's been my thing since then, though. Like, See? since making the band, I've been all about fitness and being healthy and, and getting keeping my ass in shape. But, mm-hmm. yeah, before making the band, like, that running on the treadmill thing was not my thing. Thank you, Diddy. At Come all. on. Thank you. No, I right. thank him for a lot. Like, yeah. I, I grew a lot. I'm still growing. You never stop growing. But mm-hmm. I grew a lot from that show and learned a lot about myself because... I grew up admiring singers like Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston, singers that just stood there. Right. And he was trying to put together a girl group where you dance and sing and do cartwheels and all that type of stuff. So it definitely helps me be a better artist, even mm-hmm. though I was eliminated, um, you know, when we got down to like the top nine of the house. But uh, but it, you were top 10. I was top. I was top. I would say nine because... 
you but know. But I mean, but you know, when everyone says can... like top five, top ten, yeah. no one did nine, no, no, you know. But I'm top saying. ten, yeah. to be in the top ten, it doesn't matter what number you are, yeah. from one or three or nine yeah. or ten. No, it's top ten. It's that's huge. a big deal. To be in the house, just to have you were in the house. I was in the house. Sidebar: I went to the making a band audition. I saw that line around the corner and I said, deuces, I'm not, it was like hot as hell. It was at Lotus. If no one remembers no, Lotus, that was the hottest club ever. Yep. And I was like, oh. and I mean, one, everyone was beautiful. They were doing splits, doing high, nah, nah, nah. I was like, uh-uh, I'm not messing with you bitches today. I got to go. You know what's crazy? <laughs> I didn't even know about the audition. This girl, I, I was working at Diesel, um, the flagship store, and this girl we didn't even talk like that. Mm -hmm. She just knew that I was into singing and she wanted to go to the audition. She came to me and said, hey, I want to do this audition. Do you want to be my buddy and go with me on this audition? <laughs> and I, and it's so sad because I don't remember her name. It's really messed up. And she was your angel. It was 2004. It's a long time ago. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, she was like, come with me to this audition. And I made it as far as I did. And she, I don't think she made it past like the first or second singing thing. Mm -hmm. So... She, yeah, she was definitely an angel. So when she was watching you on TV, she was like, I, I was the one. I was <laughs> She's there because of me. That's messed up that I don't remember her name. That's, That's fine. Really Maybe up. she'll listen and then be like, it was And me. we can then reconnect and then I'll really tell her thank you because that really helped so me Let's continue. just go into that. What was it like being in that house? I mean, TV is different from the reality of what was really going on. We were really boring the first two weeks. Like, we mm -hmm. didn't have any arguments. I think I was probably the most annoying one because I was very OCD. I was like, listen, there's 20. Because we moved She's in. She's a there cancer. Was, yeah. <laughs> there, was, there were 20 of us, and mm -hmm. it's a big-ass loft, and... We can't leave stuff. Can we curse on here? Because I yeah, like it. Man, okay. We can't leave shit you. lying around and dishes in the sink and all that. So I was always like mother hen telling people to clean up after themselves. So I was annoying with that. It wasn't until they brought Jason into the house mm -hmm. where we got some kind of drama, some kind of excitement, because we were just all just sitting around and doing vocal warm-ups and mm -hmm. dancing. There was no there weren't any arguments like that. So mm -hmm. Jason definitely shook everything up. And then when they did the next, the second audition and brought some girl named Levante and mm -hmm. um, uh, damn, Kissy Lee. She goes by Kissy Lee now. Mm -hmm. um, we follow each other on, on Instagram. But um, it wasn't until that that we got even more drama. And then they always showed me doing some dumb shit, like getting to rehearsal late or putting dishwasher, dishwashing liquid in the dishwasher. You know, we didn't I have do, no dishwasher. I was going to say, we, <laughs> we didn't have dishwashers We're in the project. We're from the South Bronx. From I, listen, I'm from Patterson, Patterson Projects. Patterson Projects. So We've came a long, a long way. way. So we didn't have dishwashers in the project. So I didn't know there was a difference between dishwashing and dishwasher liquid. Do you, do you know my mom will not use a dishwasher? Even when we go to like a, a villa or something, she's still like, wash the dishes. I'm oh, like, no, no. I'm, I'm all about the dishwasher now. <laughs> All about it because we've come a long we've come way. a long way. But yeah, so they were it they was, were cutting to you, making you you know they have to build yeah, a character. Yeah, build a character and just make it more interesting than what it was, which was just us dancing and singing all day, mm -hmm. jumping up and down. I mean, editing and reality TV, I will testify that that makes or breaks a, a show, right? Because you have to edit to make it exciting for people to watch, right? So whatever, it's I still got. My TV time. And from there, I was able to get a manager. Um, not from Diddy, but someone who saw me on the show was looking to manage me, which then 
pushed me to end up being the lead singer of uh, Dark Latin Groove. Yes. Because um, coincidentally, one of the members of the group grew up with my manager at the time and just by fate, I ended up being part of that group. So right. that's where the Grammy nomination so came from. So tell me about that Dark Latin Groove. How did, Dark so Latin Groove. The manager. So Dark Latin Groove is, uh, I'm going to say is because it's, still is a classic group it was a group from 96 to 2001 was a huge damn that sounds like so long ago when you do the math oh um, i know was a huge salsa group so mm -hmm. they they're all from new york it was a lead singer and two rappers and they did spanglish salsa and they were huge they couldn't walk down the street that's how huge they were and they mixed urban sounds, reggae, with salsa music, traditional salsa music. So I was a so huge... So they just were ahead of their time. Way ahead of their time. And now everything on the radio is... is a fusion of something. Right. Like, it's it's basically... DLG is what started that from the, from the late 90s. And that is because Sergio George, the executive producer of the group, he's mm -hmm. the one that produced all those sounds. Then bringing the flavor of James the Barber and Fragancia, they did the urban or they did the reggae part. And then Huey Dunbar did the R&B vocals. So it was a great combination. Egos happened. 2001, the group right. broke up. And fast forward to 2007, the manager I had and James the Barber grew up together, mm -hmm. and um, they'd been talking to Sergio about putting me, working with me. Mm -hmm. So when I go to meet Sergio George, he's like the Quincy Jones of wow. the Latin industry. Like, he's he's the real deal. Like, gotcha. if you worked with him, you've worked with the best. Gotcha. So mm -hmm. um, when we set up a meeting... At this time, I had moved to Miami. I, I moved to Miami. Said I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Miami and get a record deal. So yes, that's what I, I wanted to know. So you after the making the band, you with the manager, you moved to Miami. No, or, no, no. Okay. I left. I my plan was as soon as I graduated college, I was gonna gotcha. move to Miami, no matter what. I decided that when I was 14, when I went to Miami on vacation, I said, when I grow up, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna live in Miami. Uh, so yeah, graduated college, and. Got a job mm -hmm. at a retail store, and I told everyone I'm going to get a record deal within six months, and I did. You better claim it. I did. I still had to work the day job. That's okay. But <laughs> That's okay. But, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, we, we, so I thought I was having a meeting with Sergio George about a solo album or a solo project, and then he proposed being the singer of DLG. And I was like, yeah, sure, let's, let's do it. We recorded an album in like three or four months. And we flew to Colombia and recorded some of, of the songs. And uh, yeah, and then a year later, it was nominated for a Grammy. Wow. Yeah. That so. is cool. But, let's circle back. So after making the band, you went back to working in retail. How yeah. mentally, like, was that crazy for you? Yeah, it was. But you had a goal to say, I'm going to get a record deal. Yeah. Well, the, and the, I can still work in retail. And if you notice me from making a band, hi, how are you? That's the crazy thing about it. So... We sh we filmed from November to from October to December. I got sent back home December, right before Christmas, and oh, then yeah, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> and then I went back to retail January. Um, so from, wasted no time. You said, yeah, I, I went back. Work. Well, that's I was in school. I was I dropped out of school for that semester to do the show. Wow. So like a day before I could cancel all my classes without being penalized, I went. And everybody's like, are you crazy? I was doing a play and, and the 
one of my teachers was like, how could you do this to us? And I'm like, that's, Diddy. What, that's what understudies are for. <laughs> it's her big break now and mine. Yeah, I felt I felt really bad, though. But that's a, and there's actually there was a it got cut out. But that teacher called me on the phone in the house and mm -hmm. we talked about this is him yelling at me calling from the making the band house mm -hmm. saying how could you do this and all this stuff but of course that got edited out which is totally fine anyway mm -hmm. um so yeah i went back to work i went back to school okay i went back to re to enroll in the spring semester and and um in the registrar office was like well why did you leave last semester and i was like i kind of left to do a reality show and they're like well that's not our problem i was like are you gonna reinstate me or not lady um, so yeah, went back to work okay. and it was weird. People recognize, well, I went back to work and the show didn't launch till March. So for mm -hmm. three months I was safe, mm -hmm. but people at school who knew why I left school were right. asking me what happened. And because of legal reasons, you can't discuss it until the show comes say, out. Probably. Yeah. yeah. That's all shows. That's mm -hmm. any show you do. They're going to like the bachelor. You can't, you right. know, they, they but now it's so long ago, you could talk about everything. No, I can yeah, definitely talk about everything now. So it so from January to March, I was safe because nobody knew who I was. March till the last episode of that season, not even. I moved to Miami and some girl stopped me. She was like, "What are you? Are you Yaya from Making the Best?" She was in Africa mm -hmm. at the time. Wow. This is two years after the show was on T on MTV. She recognized me and was like, saw me on Making the Band. While living, she lived in Africa wow. at the time. And I'm like, holy shit. Aww. This music TV that it transcends. But um, yeah, I wasted no time going back to work. You got to pay bills. That's good. Okay. So you're in this salsa band. And then what happens there? So salsa band. So for some reason, retail just does did not like escape me. Um, so... We live in an age where nobody's paying advances. Nobody's trying to develop artists. Oh, we're going to talk about this entrepreneurship yeah. and yeah. what music is. I mean, that one of the reasons why I really want you on this show is because you are true music men in my mental. You know what it's like to have decades of a career in music. Mm -hmm. You know what it's like to deal with some relationships, which we'll get into. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll try uh, not to cry. We'll try with not to cry. Part. We try to unpack <laughs> properly, and also Ooh, just unpack properly. Ooh, I, I know. Like I'm just, <laughs> I had coffee today. Use that and um, and mental. I know we can get into mental health. You mm -hmm. know, we've had personal conversations about that. But um, so yeah, the wait. Career let's take a quick break. And let people know how long we've known each other. No, because then we're going to start doing the math. We've known each other for a very long time. No, we're not going to say years. Because I'm very, very young. Yeah, so. we are very, very young. <laughs> we don't have to say years, but definitely we've known each other since what, third grade? So we, you know, we have this ongoing uh, argument about third grade and first grade. Because I say first grade and you nah, say it's third grade. It's but third whatever. grade. I was in another school in first you say and second that, grade. And I'm like, but I remember you in this class. Okay. Anywho. So third so grade. Third grade. And, and then, then we went to junior high school together. Went to junior, the same junior high school. Then we went, went to, to the Camp same, Mariah. Went to the Camp Mariah together. We went to Camp Mariah. And went to LaGuardia together. Yes. And went and to LaGuardia High School together. the two yeah. funny stories about that is... We were in a girl group. We were. I put, okay, so I was this little. Crystal Quincy, Sangs. Crystal Cassang. I used to be this little Quincy Jones type, and I used to put groups together oh, all the time. Me, you, and Natividad, that we, we thought we were TLC. And, <laughs> no, and then Reese, we had yeah, another me, girl. You and Reese, that we, had, uh, we auditioned at the Apollo for, for Def Motown. Jam. And we, we did Motown Jam and Def Jam. Yes, we did. So I would find all these auditions. There was no internet. 
We just, I just word of mouth, and I would get us together. I would coordinate the uh, the black and white with the suspenders. I would have rehearsals at your house because her mother was like, "You cannot leave this house." Yeah. So we better. We had to go to Yahira's house, and mm-hmm. we had well, you Miss Yaya. No, we had to go Yahira. To Yahira. She's, Yahira. She's no means. That's so, why you're not Steve Devon to me. I know. I'm Crystal. Crystal Devon. Um, so we would go to your house. We would audition, and I would get us. We would be at these auditions on time. We didn't have Uber, but we did We did really well. We would go like maybe one We were like 13, round. 14 we, doing these things. 13, like, 14 years old. And I don't know. I was just always this girl was like, look, you sing soprano, alto. I will always do the low note because I, I was the least. I mean, we're going to get to her singing. This girl, her voice Stop it. is so beautiful Parched. to the point where at junior high school, since we got into LaGuardia, which is this big performing arts school here. They, they were like, we have two people for the first time to go to LaGuardia because we went to a very, very, um, you know, it wasn't a great school in the South Bronx. You know, it wasn't. we went to the local school. The test scores are probably way below what they were supposed to be. But they had these two golden, you know, children. And they were like, I'm sure they still talk about us yeah, to this day. Yeah, hopefully to this day, right? <laughs> so I got to do a solo dance and I do this little whack kick dance, right? And they're like, she's going to LaGuardia for dance. Yahira comes out blows it out the park. They make her sing twice. Oh, okay? at graduation. At graduation. Wait, come come In back on the stage. School. Not an encore, but the same song. And I went just like, I'm like, but we go into the same school. That's messy. Because up. I think the Bronx Borough president or somebody missed it the first time, got to graduation late, missed See? it. And then I was like, but they missed it the first time. I was like, but, and I, it was but a Celine, I can dance again. It nope. was a freaking nope. Celine Dion song and, and for she, me to sing a and my mother still talks about it. Oh, baby Mariah, baby Celine. I'm like, no one remembers my little kid. I did kick that kid. That kid. My mama, I did that kid. It was awful to be on, to be fair. Stop but, it. So that's but you had our, a solo dance. Yes, I did. Yeah. And um, we went to high school. And so we've been you've been performing for a minute. We've and, been grinding. Um, we used to do a lot of uh, SWV, Escape, TLC. That was our thing. That was our thing. That's not dating us at all. Not dating us at all. But no. let me tell you, our tonight. What? Yeah, y'all, y'all ain't even ready. I cannot sing anymore. She's a singer now. I am Stop a it. DJ. We will keep it at that. Stop but it. we have a lot of history, and that's crazy. We really so, do. So um, let's get into, uh, since we know each other for so long, Which this is part? like our catch-up. So um, For the world to see. For the world mm-hmm. to see. So you're in the salsa band, and then relationships. This is the part where what people don't really realize when you're in the music industry mm-hmm. and even an entrepreneur, having a relationship is just a tad bit harder. Yeah. Whether it's the finances, whether it's someone who really feeds your um, the performance aspects of mm-hmm. you. Because I know for me, if you don't really care about my music and my career, it's going to be very hard to date me personally. Mm-hmm. So Because being, that's a big chunk of who you are. Mm-hmm. It's it's in our blood. We live, breathe, everything, right. our careers. So it's like it has to be somebody that understands that. I thought I found somebody like that, but no. Right. So uh, in Miami, you were dating someone, and that was kind of like crazy, right? Yeah, it was crazy because we were long distance, and he's not in the music industry at all, and oh, he's... To this day, I'm pretty sure he's still single because he's a forever single uh, fuckboy. So (laughs) (laughs) where does he live? He lives here in the Heights. And we were long distance on and off. There was a point where I was like, look, I will move back to New York 
But know, you're like this. going to the Latin Grammys and you're doing all this stuff. And yeah, I wasn't gonna stop. Like, and I he's just watching you and just and he's like just watching me and not like he was never comfortable in that setting of of being the boyfriend of an artist. Right. So, but he always wanted to offer little bits of advice in the background here. No, 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 you don't have the right to do that because you're either in it or you're not and that's it. So, Girl, you all or nothing. Have a case because that is, that's super hard because it's like, you should cut your hair. You should be more sexy. You know, you know, I heard this song and you would sound good. Like you don't even, you don't I, even I respect care. your opinion. But you don't even care. Like you don't even really care. So you why just even talk? Yeah, you just want to be a talking head. Why do? Why even? What? So whatever. But that was that. So that right. was that. So how did you get through that one? You just like it's just over. Uh, I moved back to New York uh, three, two and a half years ago, and we were still on and off. We were on and what off for nine years. What made you move back years. to New York? Uh, another bad breakup. Because then when I finally broke up with that fuck boy, mm-hmm. I got into a relationship with someone. Another fuck boy? Yeah. Come on, man! A grown ass man boy. What is a grown ass man boy? Uh, a person who is grown, who should be grown, but got me doing all mommy shit. Like, girl, don't care. have me throw this mic at you because yeah, that's I did a that real for, one right there. I did that for eleven months, for nine, for nine months. So me trying to get over the fuck boy from here, I was like, we I'm, still got to unpack the fuck boy, and now you got to come and be a mommy to. To, to a whole brand new person thinking that, oh, this is meant to be because he's in the music industry and he has two jobs like me and it's just great. And it, no. Did, did you think you were ready, though, to be in a relationship? No. Okay. No. I mean, now looking back, I knew I wasn't ready. I was just trying to get away from the other situation and jump into something else. The grass was greener probably, too, because it was something so different. Wow. Yeah, for the he f- understands me. He gets that part. Yeah, he understood me for the first two months. But that 90-day 90, <laughs> 90 rule, that Steve Harvey 90-day rule, yeah, I didn't follow that with that at all. Knowing, at that time, knowing that that, should have been paid attention to. Like, give it 90 days. After two months, we moved in together. Oh, I left come my, on. Yeah, I just did a whole bunch of dumb shit. So, so yeah, to get away from that relationship, um, it, got pretty, it got pretty messed up around Christmas time, like 11 months after us being together. And then... You and Christmas have issues, yeah, man. man. Yeah, Christmas is not my holiday. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. So then I ended up back here to like so after that breakup, you were like, yeah, to regroup and but just, mentally like that took a really bad toll. That really did. It took me like a year to get over that. Was it depression? Was it a breakdown? What, what were you going through? Well, I had a breakdown, which my sister had to jump on a plane and come get me. Well, and let's, bring- let's talk about that. Like. You I mean, because I'll it get goes, into it. Was it just the actual relationship or was it actually just a career? Was it everything? It was everything. So with me it being part of... It was the music, of, men, and my mental. Yeah, it really was. So with me being a part of DLG, for those nine years that I was in the group, I still had to work a day job because we didn't get consistent gigs. Oh, my goodness. So... This is how fucking crazy my life... This is a mind fuck. This You're literally is, making a band retail... And a Latin nominated, a Grammy nominated. It's, oh my gosh. I was working retail and had to ask for the weekend off to go to the Grammys. So my manager was like, okay. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, okay. So yeah, I had to request the weekend off. So I left Thursday, did press, did the Grammys <sighs> that Sunday, Sunday, 
and flew back Monday and was back at work on Tuesday. And that was my life for the whole 10 years of living in Miami. Like, this is what people don't see. This is why I want to talk about this because it's like, oh my gosh, she's singing, she's great, she's doing all of this, and it's real. It's real out here. And I never wanted to sugarcoat what my life was. I worked retail and I also went on tour. And I'll be on Friday singing for thousands of people, and then on Tuesday helping somebody. What size shoe do you need, an eight or a nine? Like, how hmm. I haven't had a mental breakdown? Well, that was the one. Shit. Right. Now that I'm thinking about it. No, it's real. It's real. Because, like, your brain can't adjust. Like You could keep all this on camera. I ain't going to sugarcoat no, nothing. <laughs> no, it's okay. And, I mean, I, I would try to hug, but I want to... No, that'll know, make me cry more. I mean, yeah, so yeah, and yeah, I love no. you too much for... Yeah, but when, you know, when I knew you were coming on, I was like this is going to be heavy because I've seen you go through these career ups and downs. And what people need to know is like with winning and losing, it makes you stronger, you know? Mm-hmm. And the fact that you bounce back and you can tell these stories, is just crazy to me. keep falling and bouncing back. Right. <laughs> you keep falling and bouncing back. So after. So yeah, so that's been my life for like the past 13 years. Wow. That is crazy. As far as music is concerned now, I'm what are you... It. I'm still doing it. I, the solo. Um, so I left DLG. Okay, so before leaving Florida, Atrium... I moved down to Miami to open Atrium. The, it was like the sh- fucking popping store. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Atrium. That's, that was the It store. Yeah, and uh-huh. it's now Kiff. So yeah, Got it you. turned into Kiff. So I moved down to Miami to help open Atrium. I worked with the company, and that's why I stayed in retail because mm-hmm. I knew, and with that company, because they understood, oh, you need this weekend off? Bet. Got you. Like, that was the best part of it, that I was able to have a nice a nice way of life, mm-hmm. go on tour, work with people that understood that I just need this weekend off for a show, and I'll be right back. Because I still came, I came back as, like, a customer would come in, no one would know that the day before I was singing at, like, one of the most important festivals in right. in Ecuador where, like, 200,000 people were in attendance. And I'm here today humbly getting you your fucking shoes. So, Dude. so I would go back to work. Like, that's, that's it. That's all. And for people who don't know you, she's not even joking, would just be like, hey, what size shoe you're wearing? Okay. So, you know, and it could be some person who, like, just, a, you know, the average Joe person, you're just getting them, yeah, you know. you never know who's helping you. Like, right. I've, I, I, like, for example, I, there was a store by my previous job, um, and this guy worked behind the counter serving food, and he's fit, buff. Um, I think he was from Nigeria, and, you know, he would always talk to me, and then I started, we started following each other on um, Instagram, and he's like this full-blown model in Nigeria, <laughs> and he's working here in, like, this random little store, mm-hmm. like, taking shit from people, and I'm like, people just don't know who's mm, serving them, who's helping them, people's others, other aspirations of what the hell they're doing, so um, I digress. Let me get back to no, what real. brought me back. Um, so Atrium closed. That messed with me. DLG, we weren't getting shows. Oh. And then the last show that we had was like a big mind fuck. Um, so then I decided to quit. And then my relationship was shit. And all of that um, just took a toll on me to the point where I was 
working on hurting myself. And wow. my boyfriend at the time, I'm texting him crazy shit and he doesn't give a shit. So I wow. like devised this whole plan, which I'm glad it didn't work because it was just a dumb plan. My plan, because we, we were renting a house um, that had a dock. So I took, my, I took the sheets and tied them on, um, on something to hang myself. And the plan was to get stupid drunk so that I could do this. But I got so drunk, I knocked out and fell asleep. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God for whatever alcohol that was. Yeah. And then me being dumb, I was writing stupid, like I was texting my friends dumb shit. So, they, so my friends from here called the local police from where I was living. Okay. And they came and got me, took me to the hospital. I was in the hospital for a few days. My sister came down. She packed all my shit. She was like, you're coming back. Yeah, you're coming back. And yeah, that's Miami it. is, I always say it's there for, Go for a few years and come back. It's just not a place to I like, was settle anyway. I was never planning on moving back to New York. My plan was... Really? Yeah, no. My plan was to stay there, like, for the rest of my life. Like, that was my plan. So, um, but it was great that I was able to come back and regroup and um, and re-figure out what it is that I'm going to do with music. Absolutely. So, so yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm just so happy that you're still here. And I just... How are you... How, what are you doing to take care of your mental health now? Staying busy. Really? Staying busy with my music, staying busy creating. I'm doing um, this comedy show, Comedy Derailed. So I'm getting back into the acting. I'm doing, I'm, I've always felt like I was funny. I like making people laugh. So I'm working with this group of women that do this comedy show called Comedy Derailed. And um, we're doing our second show. Well, this is their third show. This mm -hmm. is my second show with them. And just staying busy. Um, I've tried to do therapy, but it's like one person, once I tell them that I'm a singer and that I'm what I've done, they go and they Google me and they want to fucking talk about that throughout the whole session. No. Like, this is not what the fuck I'm here for. Like, wow. And you try, this try, try, try a new one. Um, you, have, I've you, have, tried, you have to date your therapist. I've tried two or three and it's like not working so i just meditate i listen to podcasts i listen to inspiring music mm -hmm. i stay busy i write i create good. that's what's been helping me that's good as long as you are doing something to take care of your mental health because one we need you one we need your music we need each other and we need but your story is so important because what people don't understand is they can see you just winning all the time and they don't understand that there's some loss, mm -hmm. but it also is a struggle to keep this, you know, to, to follow your passion at times, yep. you know? And thank you for just being here. Thank just you. Being amazing. I mean, we got more to go. I just want to okay. make sure that you know okay. that, you know, so right now you just broke up with someone. Yes. Yesterday. <laughs> like yesterday. Yeah. What was his, I mean, it's fresh. It's so, super fresh. And we have three movies that we did that are coming out. Independent films. Well, it means you can't talk about him. <laughs> no, I can. I mean, fuck it. I don't care. No, I told no. you nothing's off the table. Nothing. She's, uh, she's messy. Not, I like her. No, just kidding. <laughs> she's um, petty. I love it. Cancer. <laughs> petty cancers. <laughs> I love it. You have three independent movies you have with him? Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah. We met on the set of the first one reconnected at the table read of the second one like a year later then we started dating and um and and the other one we weren't together the, the other 
there's one, the first one that's coming out is one that's right between when I met him and when we reconnected. So that one's coming mm. out. So I've been seeing the trailers of him right. in the last 24 hours. I'm like, but it's still fresh, so you guys can still get back together. Well, we had a break once um, a few months ago, and I thought we were good when we got back together, and then it's just... So the conversation we had this morning, because I was tired of texting, basically it's that I have my music stuff, he has his filmmaking, actor, photography stuff, which I've always encouraged him. I always say, like, babe, what do you have to do today? Let's write it down, because mm -hmm. I was noticing that he was slacking on his stuff. And he was helping me a lot with mine. And okay. I didn't want him to start resenting me. So I would always be on him, but not in a nagging way. Mm -hmm. And um, it just boiled down to him feeling like he's not focusing on his shit, that he's helping me too much. But his thing is that he wants to help me, and I get it, but he can't seem to find the balance between helping me and getting his shit done. Mm. So he basically doesn't want to be in a relationship. Okay, but hmm, I see both sides of that because it's not necessarily like something went wrong with you guys. It's like I need to get it together. Well, I'm an I'm an emotional mess, right? Um, and I've made sure to keep that at bay with him because mm -hmm. he doesn't bring out the crazy in me. So that's like, well, listen, that's a that's a great trait because there's some guys literally like, ding, you're that's like all crazy. they do. That's all they do is press buttons. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't. He doesn't. That's, I felt like we were fine, and but he needs so to get his shit done. So you were still, so you will be friends, and you are friends. No, no, you just need a moment right now. I'm an all or nothing person. Yeah, well, that yes, I, I can see that. <laughs> However, um, sometimes people just need to get their stuff together. So hopefully, I, it will. I understand that, but I I just don't want to have it in my mind that while he's getting, I don't want to feel like I'm waiting around for him right. to get his stuff together. So mm -hmm. I rather. Him just get his stuff together, him go that way, me go this way, and call it a day. But you're busy anyway. Yeah, so. I'm staying busy. That's my therapy. That's, yeah, maybe, maybe take some time for yourself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. No boys. Mm -hmm. Not that no, boys are I, evil. No, I... Listen, when he and I... <laughs> not all of them. Not all of them. When he but he seems like a great guy. Just like sometimes it's a, a matter of... You just need a moment to just disconnect for a little bit because which I would have been fine with without the stupid big argument we had before right. that. But mm -hmm. it, a lot of things were said, and um, when we first started, he was single for about four years before okay. we started dating, and I had maybe like a month before finally cut off ties with that on and off situation mm -hmm. that that I had the long distance thing that he needed to be cut the fuck off, fucking fuck boy. But anyway. <laughs> um, so I, my thing was I wasn't going to be in a relationship, pursue a relationship. Like I was all about I, I'm going to focus on my shit. And then he shit. came in and was like, and, let's do it. And then we had a table read for that for that third movie that we are doing or, or we've already wrapped up. And we started talking, being friends, and one thing led to another, and then we, it turned into a relationship. But I don't, f you know how like you start talking to somebody, and mm -hmm. it just out of nowhere turns into a relationship. Like what the fuck? Where the fuck did this come from? It was like a nice gradual thing that happened with us. Okay. So yeah. yeah but there's some there's some strength in that though. That's that's I know you can't see the positive side of it right now. Because this is our second break. Okay. Up. So it's like, and he fucked but around you guys have on a our break. So. It was on Which a break. I, get, I know. Okay. I'm not mad. But you I'm guys not have mad a foundation. That. So that, that's good that you guys have the foundation. And it wasn't like he was just 
taking like other guys. He was pouring no, into you. He and was you wanted pouring. to pour into him. And sometimes, you know what? I would rather you say, I don't want to be in a relationship right now than do something that's going to really damage us that's permanently. what he's saying. And you don't like it. Nope. I'm sorry. I don't like it at all. It's all right. He, I, but I'm not going to force it on him. Like, I want him. I'll slash his tires for you. Just kidding. No, he's, <laughs> he's a brilliant guy. He deserves to focus like, on himself. That's good. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> well, listen, we talked about the mental health. We talked about the career. Mm-hmm. Talked about on. your relationship. Suck these tears back into my eyes. No. So, as far as you getting through all of this, you're saying that you know you're just you're trying to just keep it creative. That's your yeah. way. That's your outlet. Yeah. What advice would you give to people like in this music industry? Ooh. Depends on the situation. <laughs> give me a situation. A singer. I mean, and another singer just trying to come out here and make it. I mean, uh, you've you've seen a lot. I've you've seen met a lot, lot of people. You've seen a lot, the world. Mean, met a lot of people, dealt with a lot of situations. How where would they be able to balance this career, relationships, and I'm still their health? To figure out how I'm balancing. Right. Um, figure out what works for you. I actually left my retail job mm-hmm. a month ago. I quit retail and I said, I'm going to be a full time artist. I don't know where the money's coming from, <laughs> but I'm. It's faith. And luckily, by the grace of the Lord, once <laughs> I made that decision, it's like the next day the universe was like, oh, you ready, ready now. Mm-hmm. And just all these opportunities started flushing, flooding towards me. And and some of it generates money and some of it doesn't. Because, again, part of being in salsa is not easy because... It has to be live instruments. There's no way oh, around that. right. And you have to pay musicians. Full band. That's like if you want to do an R&B band, you're going to need live instruments. You could fudge it a little bit. Maybe you could get a drummer, a bass player, and somebody doing some kind of something on, on a, a beatbox computer, or something, uh-huh. a computer. But you, salsa, there's no way around it. Latin music, period. There's no, unless it's reggaeton, there's what, no what way around What made you do Latin after making the band? Because you I've could have just went straight to pop and just were the solo artist from making the band. Nah, I wanted to do, so, and I was, after making the band, I was doing more R&B stuff. Okay. Um, but my roots, I'm Dominican, Puerto Rican. My roots, I wanted to be authentic to my my traditions what I grew up on which was listening which is why I was a huge fan of DLG they Mm -hmm. mixed the traditional tropical Latin sounds Mm -hmm. with the hip-hop R&B the stuff that we were growing up with Mm -hmm. so that's what I always wanted to do so for me to end up being the lead singer of the band that showed me what it is that I want to do was like huge for me absolutely and I wanted to continue that in my solo stuff so I released an album 2016 um of demos that I'd been recording over the years. And now I'm finishing up my second solo album, but back to the advice. Whoa. Back to the advice, just having a conversation with yourself on a daily basis, all day, every day, checking in, checking in with yourself, because there have been times where I, I'll just be on autopilot. Right. And I won't check in with myself. And then I realize I'm in a funk. I'm in a bad mood. I have three heads. Mm-hmm. I, and then it would take something major to happen for me to reel it back in. But mm-hmm. now I feel like in the last two or three years, I've 
been able to check myself and and be more self-aware of what the hell it is, what habits are keeping me from getting to what. And it's something that I wish I would have known in my early 20s. Like, right. check your fucking self. So that's that's the advice that I would give any even an 11, 12, 13 year old. Check yourself, mm-hmm. even someone who's 60 something, because, you know, by that age, people are stubborn. They're stuck in their ways. Check yourself. I like that. So we do this. So how in the beginning I had everyone check in with themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm going to check in with you. Okay. But we always check in with a music artist. So since okay. we're from the Bronx, mm-hmm. I'm going to give us Cardi B. Oh, as yeah. Our, you know, of our course. artist. So we do an emoji and it's basically like, you know, the not so happy Cardi B, the meh Cardi B and the ow Cardi B. Okay. And we're going to check in with the career, the relationships and your overall health. Right. Okay. So as far as where you're like at with this. your career. Which Cardi B face are you going to give yourself? Damn it. Is there something between meh and am? <laughs> You're making a fourth one? Well, meh is like, you know, we're working on it. What? Meh. Okay. Meh. I mean, it, it would be like the, you know. We're working on it. We're still working yeah. on it. Okay. Still working on it. Mm-hmm. The relationships. We, we, we not. Yeah. Sad Cardi. So sad, sad Cardi. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I think I've seen that face. I know. Face on like, she's always so happy, right? Yeah. And then your overall health right now. Like, mentally, I'd say, where you feel you look good. I'd say mental health. I'm am. You better. I, I like am. that. Because I'm checking myself. You got to check yourself. Check yourself. That's what it's about. Okay. Now, you know, there was no way you were going to get on this show and not sing. Oh, damn. And I said, and I can have cold water. I'm not singing. You, you damn sure did. And I was like, I'm going to set her up. Okay. I know I want you to sing my song that I used to make you. I used to ask you for this all the time as a kid. I don't even know if you remember this song. The Mariah Carey. Um, Dreambox? Lying beside you. Yeah. Oh, that one. I was thinking of another Mariah Carey song, but I love that one. Can you? S- I don't even know the words. Uh, what is it called? Uh, open Arms. Op- oh, my God. Can you sing? That? That's a lot. I know that's a lot of work on you. Is that? I can sing a snippet. Okay. I didn't warm up today. Me, me, me. Give it a second. <laughs> um, damn. Okay, hold on. Shit, I'm trying to remember the words. Um, lying beside you here in the dark, feeling your heartbeat with mine. Something like that. Softly, <laughs> softly you whisper, you're so sincere. How could our love be so blind? We sailed on together, we drifted apart, and here you are by my side. I'm not going to belt because you know. No, 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 I'm ready, I'm ready. So now I come to you with a So here I am with open arms, hoping you'll see what your love means to me. 
open arms. Oh my gosh. I'm Stop. Stop it. Oh my God. You got me Stop crying. Stop it. Goodness. Yeah, you have. I, I knew you were going to be crying on this show today. Need, I hate you. I knew you, you were going to need that one. That's oh why. Oh my God. That is such a throwback because one, like you were like baby Mariah. We went to Camp Oh my Mariah God. I freaking was obsessed with oh that woman. Oh my God. And you were in the Always Be My Baby video. Weren't you at, at Camp Mariah? You were. Um, they at, cut out my part. But you was in it. Still. I was there. <laughs> you was there. You remember Andre from camp? That he was always like attached to a hip. Whatever happened to Andre? Um, listen, I don't Whatever know where these people, people went, but we, we see where yeah, we see. We Aurelius. She's she going back to all these people, and and oh, see, you was always in a relationship. That was your problem. You dated all those boys at camp. No, just two I of was. Them. Just Michael I was McGrone. out there just Michael macking and stacking. She was macking and I wasn't stacking no one. It was camp. It was, it was camp. Yeah. But yeah. No, just two boys. Andre, I didn't date It was Andre. camp. <laughs> what the hell? And it I wasn't was... even dating. We were like 13, 12. It wasn't dating. You it was put like. put your arm around a guy. She would just sing Mariah Carey songs to him and woo him and shit. And that's it. <laughs> It's not a relationship. Oh my goodness! Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. So, what's me next? On. Give us like where they can find you. Everything. So, my Instagram, Twitter, my Facebook, my fa- Facebook fan page, all of that. It's the Miss Yaya. So, T H E Miss Yaya M I S S Y A Y A. And uh, yeah, so I'm doing the independent film circuit. I'm doing. I'm finishing up my second album. I am doing comedy, dabbling into comedy with the comedy derailed ladies, uh, and just and hosting. I host events, so just yes, do, staying just busy, doing it all, staying doing. busy, keeping yourself balanced some way, somehow, mm-hmm. and just thank you for sharing your story, getting personal with us, and just being honest because. People need to hear that story. Someone, you may be able to help someone with your story. So it's, always remember that. It's not worth giving anything up for one person. Like that one person's gonna go on with their lives Absolutely. and what and you're you're giving up everything for what? For right. what? They ain't stopping for you. So no. why should you stop for them? Absolutely. And that's not even just relationships, just your mama, your cousin, your dog, your cat, the, the, everybody. The meanest teacher that mm-hmm. you have in school, your boss, like fuck everybody. Just right. keep it moving. Keep it moving. Oh, okay. Uh, oh my gosh. I love you so much. You weren't so supposed much. to cry. I was not supposed to cry, but she had me cry once. I was, and the thing is, I know you can go higher on that note. I was like, she going to try to, okay. But then when you hit the end, I was like, she still got it. She still got it, girl. She still got it. You gotta keep working right, on y'all. it. Thank Make you. sure you like, subscribe to Music Men and My Mental. Uh, email us at um, Gmail, <laughs> Music Men and My Mental at Gmail. Follow us and, you know, YouTube. We're here. We out here. Thank you for tuning in. I'm C. Devone, and I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.